0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you for joining me this Thursday night. How about the Jaguars leading the Bengals 7 to nothing? How about the New York Yankees fighting for that final wildcard spot? Baseball is crazy right now. Basically, if you're into baseball, you know that what we are watching is kind of postseason baseball, kind of October baseball, even though it is still September, final day of September by the way. Hope you guys are having a a great Thursday night. We are so close to the weekend. We are so close to the Cowboys playing a game again. It was a short week, so it feels like this week has gone on pretty quick. Tonight, we'll talk about the Cowboys, of course. We'll talk about how Dan Quinn has been able to transform this defense. We'll get into some stats in which the Cowboys are number one leaders in the NFL. There are some surprising ones in there. Some of those you might already know. But there are some surprising ones. So stick around for that. Then, of course, our Betting the Cowboys segment, as always, one bet to make on the Cowboys Panthers game. So far, the three weeks of the season, we have backed the Cowboys. But keep in mind, the betting the Cowboys segment does not have any heart involved. So if we feel any given week that we need to give again that we need to go against the Cowboys. We will do so in the betting the Cowboys segment. So keep an eye out for that. And finally, the blind recap for Panthers versus Cowboys. The game prediction, but as you know, here in ADC Sports Primetime, we do it in blind recap fashion. So, how is everybody doing? That is a question the Dallas Junk is making in the chat. How is everybody feeling this Thursday night? I am quite excited about the weekend. I am quite excited about the Cowboys Panthers game. After that Monday night in which the Cowboys dominated the Eagles, I'm, I just want to get some more Cowboys football. And we'll get into the news as well, by the way, which are, I mean, no no, no bad news for the Cowboys this week, apparently. Stevie Mac, say make sure you hit that like button and share the show. Please do so if you're just joining. Jack, I see you in the chat. The same for Steven White. And thank you all. Thank you all for being here tonight. And as always, make sure you like the video as TV Mag reminded you in the chat. And if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So now that more of us are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. So welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network, with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire Cowboys season, make sure you check out adcsports.com/dallas. Connor uh, Shane Carter had an interesting article on Connor McGovern, asking himself should the Dallas Cowboys give Connor McGovern some snaps at center. If there is one concern for the Cowboys across the entire offense, it might be Tyler Viadis. So I would be surprised if the Cowboys actually, you know, pull the trigger on a move like this. But Connor McGovern had some playing time at, at, at center in what is truly garbage time last Monday night. It would be an interesting move, definitely. And by now you all know Connor McGovern played center at college, so on and so forth. The Cowboys have still never used McGovern. At that spot ever. Interesting article from Shane Carter. Go give it a read after the show is over on adcsportscom slash Dallas. I thought it was an interesting one to read. Sky also had an article today uh, out today. I am going to have an article tomorrow morning as well. And I always publish my Cowboys and Espanol article every Friday morning. So if you guys either know Spanish or want to learn Spanish, by reading Cowboys content. Make sure you check that one out. Feeling good. Jack says he's feeling good and that he thinks it will be a great one between the Cowboys and the Panthers. The Cowboys are four-point favorites. That is the the most favorites they have been this season. Actually, it's only this. No, no, I'm I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you. That that came last Monday night. I'm lying to you. I'm sorry. Scratch that. (laughs) Daniel over here in the chat. Uh, what is up? Chris Davis as well. Arthur, thank you. I appreciate your comment. I hope that is the, that is always the job, to be informative for you guys and really just try to keep you updated with your Cowboys content, as always. Dwayne as well, can't wait until Sunday. He says, that last game got me more ready. Looking forward to next game. I think we are all kind of on the same boat, right? Like, we saw the Cowboys dominate a medium-tier Team to call them some some way and you know it's it's fun to watch the cowboys win and to do that in such a dominant fashion thank you frank as well over at facebook shout out to the facebook audience who's always on the lookout for the shows as well and also to the podcast audience we are here live you're watching me live but a lot of people listen to the show after it is done. So shout out to the Spotify audience, the iTunes audience. If you have not subscribed yet, make sure you do so. In case you want to catch the show on your way to work or something like that, you can always catch the audio version over on your favorite podcast platforms. So how about some Cowboys catch up? Because there are not a lot of news for the Dallas Cowboys but some interesting ones. Nevertheless, Trevon Diggs, of course, was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. And it might have been sort of a, you know, sort of a, how do I say this? A tip to the head to Trevon Diggs for what he has done throughout the first three weeks of the season, not only because of Monday night. So Trevon Diggs gets his honors of the week. Obviously, he got the pick six versus the... Philadelphia Eagles, but if you watch the game closely, that is not everything that he did. He was shotting down Devonta Smith. He had one bad play, I believe, and through three weeks, he is tied for first among former backs in the NFL, according to PFF's grade. So great job, Trevon Diggs, as we already know. Now, the injury report, not a lot of news. Carlos Watkins, runs Armstrong did not practice, but there was a surprising name added to Thursday's injury report, and that was number 94, Randy Gregory, he did not practice. However, he did not sustain an injury during the game. Let's keep that in mind. And Michael Gelkin actually tweeted out the clip of his final play. He played in 38 defensive snaps. And in a 38, it does not look like he gets hurt at all. So Randy Gregory might have just taken a day off. He was listed with a knee injury. Hopefully, there is nothing to worry about. It seems like there isn't. Reports were emerged on him just being in good spirits throughout practice, so maybe we should not get concerned about Randy Gregory. However, not a lot of news in the COVID-19 list front uh, either, so Keanu Neal, Bradley, and I, we still don't know if they will be back for Sunday, and we will likely not know until tomorrow or maybe even Saturday. Remember that some players have been activated one day before the game from the COVID-19 list, and that includes, for example, you know, Zach Ertz for the Eagles last week versus the Cowboys. He was activated on on Sunday, so we will have to wait on that front. Hopefully, Keanu Neal at least is able to come back. Like we can live without Bradley and I, of course. Having some more depth at defensive end would be nice, but Keanu Neal is an actual starter on this team. So hopefully, he can get, he can get back. We will see if that happens. But so so uh, for now, Mike McCarthy said on today's press conference that there is no news on that front uh over here we have some more comments on the show in our division always a big win says Stephen White. do you think be honest that Biish has been good? asks Jack. I don't think so. I don't think that Tyler Biadsh has been very good. I think that I think that well Jack says that he has been okay but he gets bullied. He is the weakest player maybe the, the weakest pot on the Cowboys offense to be honest. And I think that the Cowboys are being able to overcome it though. So I'm not really concerned about the Cowboys situation. As I mentioned last night that I think that offensive center might be the first player for the Cowboys in the 2022 NFL draft. They might be looking for an interior offensive lineman in the first round of next year of the draft. But for now, I think that they can live with Tyler Vyadish for this season and just bet on his development. Maybe he continues to develop. Maybe he continues to improve. Right now, good would not be the great, would not be the way that I describe him. Maybe he can approach solid. I'm not entirely sure that he can. But I I, I would not call Tyler Vyadish good so far. Trevor Lawrence looking good tonight, says Dallas Junk. So I had the over 18 points and a half. If you guys want to root for something on that game, Make sure you root for the Jaguars over 18 and a half. Seemed a little bit low for me. Some defensive backs from from the Bengals were injured. So I was hoping for that. Oh, they are already at 14. I missed the second touchdown. So that's great to hear. Awesome. So yeah, Tyler Biadic. those are my thoughts on, on Biatic. Is there a possibility that the league switches the game to 3 p.m.? Primetime, Arthur Perez asks. No, I don't think. The one from, from this week versus the Panthers? No, I don't think so. I'm not sure if you're asking about other game though. But if we're talking about the Panthers-Cowboys game, that's not definitely not, not happening. Cowboys Nation over on YouTube. <laughs> Mixing in a little bit of Spanish in the chat. The voice of Cowboys Nation, con todo menos con miedo, with everything less with fear. How do you feel Steel will do? I think that the tackles will have a tough task on this game. Artie Burns and Hassan Reddick on the edges are not going to be easy to deal with. So so far, however, Terrence still has looked great, and I think that even in week in week three versus the Eagles, we saw him excel in the running game, and we saw him got get beat one or two times throughout the game, like get beat bad. However, he held his own once again. So I'm not really concerned about a Cowboys situation over at right tackle, like. He is a swing tackle, and we should expect swing tackle play from him. And I think that's what the Cowboys are getting, some solid swing tackle play. Uh, miedo, miedo, says Steven White. Yeah, fear, fear. Mauricio, do you feel the undefeated Panthers record is because they have played bad teams so far? That is Frank's question over on Facebook. I think it's a combination of both. I think that the Panthers are a legit team. I think that since 2020, they have been more legit than given credit for. They were involved in 13 one-score games. We talked about this more in depth last night. But I feel like the Panthers do have a legit defense. However, they are coming into this game without without, uh, JC Horn. They are coming into this game without Christian McCaffrey over on offense. They are pretty banged up. But I think that they do pose an interesting challenge. And if the Panthers are willing to bet on Sam Darnold and... DJ Moore, who currently is the second receiver with the most first down catches, that could be a it could be a closer game for the Cowboys than many expect. They're, they're, they're not 3-0 only because they have faced bad teams. They are 3-0 because they have been able to take advantage of their schedule so far, but they have actually played pretty well. And their defense leads the NFL in sacks. That is all obviously in huge part thanks to the fact that they played the Jets and they sacked Sal Wilson a bunch of times but this is a good team this is a good team for the Panthers and they are more legit than giving credit for that's what I think now one more Cowboys news from Cowboys catch-up though Malik Turner's practice window was activated so for those of you who are unfamiliar with how this practice window works I will explain it really quickly The Cowboys, basically, Malik Turner now is able to practice. He was on injured reserve, and he has 21 days from today to be activated. If he's not activated, then he's not eligible to return. So now if they're going to activate him to the roster, it needs to happen within 21 days. And for Malik Turner, I believe it's an interesting situation because I'm not sure that we are sure that Malik Turner is going to be activated at any point because the Cowboys Already a deep wide receiver group. And Michael Gallup might not be that far away from being back with the Cowboys after his injury. Honestly, says Stevie Mack regarding the offensive lineman talk. I think Williams is a weakling. Since he's been on the team, the centers have struggled on and off next to him. But when Williams was injured in 18 and 19, the centers played much better. That is an interesting take from Stevie. I'm. I'm not sure. I agree, though. Uh, actually, I kind of disagree. I, I will say that Connor Williams, to me, is a solid offensive lineman, between solid and good offensive lineman in the NFL. But every time that he, every time that he puts together a solid performance or a good performance, he has one or two very bad plays, and those are very notable. And when you are an offensive lineman, people will remember those. Two snaps in which a penalty flag was called on you, or one or two plays in which you got beat bad. I think that is kind of the case with, with Connor Williams. Now, in 18 and 19, it's not like the Cowboys have had great centers, though. Like, well, with, with Connor Williams, excuse me, on the team, he struggles in past, they dominate run, says MWF over in the chat. I mean, I'm not super sold on Connor Williams, but I do think that Tyler Biotis is currently the link on the Cowboys offensive line. But it's an interesting take from Stevie Mack, and I respect it because tra- Connor Williams, and it's going to be interesting to watch what, it, what happens with the Cowboys offensive line next season because Connor Williams is in a contract year. So we will see if he gets re-signed or not. And if he doesn't, that is your main concern probably going into the 2022 NFL draft, which makes things also interesting due to the fact that you are still not very... Solid on defense. The Cowboys defense is currently, you know, giving us impressive performance after impressive performance. But I think we would all like better cornerbacks. We would all like maybe even better safeties. Well, maybe not safeties, but the Monte Cassie isn't a one-year deal. So is Keanu Neal, who is playing as a linebacker. But you don't know what's going to happen with, with the safety group after this season. What do you think about Jalen Smith? Robert Israel asked over at Facebook. I think this is his final year with the Cowboys. I still believe that. That's what I said before the regular season and I'm not I have not seen enough to actually change my mind. How about the Jaguars already knocking at the Bengals door? Wow. 52-yard pass from the Jaguars offense. Really to break, uh, break breaking some Pick and pulls, I think. A lot of people, I play in a Survivor with about a lot of people and 12 of them are in are with the Bengals on this Thursday night. So a lot of people will lose for my Survivor. This week's Survivor pick for me was the New Orleans Saints. We'll see how that goes. Now, speaking of the Cowboys defense, let's talk about the Cowboys defense for a while because as you can see, the title of the video is How Dan Quinn has changed this unit from one season to another. This has been a crazy development in the NFL 2021 season because the Cowboys really honestly sucked on defense last year. And now they're taking the ball away. They have a cornerback with three interceptions. They are getting pressure on the on the quarterback from the edge rushers, which some way, somehow, your linebacker is your edge rusher now. And then Ozodisu was well, a third-round rookie who was not expected to start before Neville Gallimore's injury has suddenly become a pass rush force in your interior defensive line. So it's been crazy for the Cowboys to watch all of this. The safeties have suddenly become a strength for the Dallas Cowboys when for years and years and years they were a weakness. And the question needs to be asked, how did this happen? And I think that there are a lot of reasons for this. I think there are a lot of reasons why the Cowboys defense has really just taken a a 180 degree turn. And one of them, and we can go back to April to find the answer, when Mike McCarthy actually gave us kind of a preview of what was going to happen. Because back in April, and this was before the 2021 NFL draft, before the Cowboys picked Michael Parsons, Before they did any of that, Mike McCarthy went out there and he actually said, we are going to play more man coverage this year. He said that. Now, the Cowboys had brought in Dan Quinn, who is known primarily as a zone coach, primarily as a cover tree kind of coach. And then out of nowhere, after only... (laughs) Yeah, I'm also confused with the Justin uh, Westwood comments Dak Preska, I'm going to put the issue in a timeout. We put Justin Westwood in a timeout. So he is warned. If he continues to, you know, bother people chat, we'll get, we'll take care of that. So anyways, back to the Cowboys defense. How does that happen? Now, Dan Queen is definitely not the same defensive coordinator than he was a few years ago. And that is primarily because at least after three weeks, even though he's ma- known mainly as a cover three kind of coach, the Cowboys are playing man-to-man coverage 62% of the time. That is a very, very high number for a Dan Quinn defense, I believe. So Dan Quinn has really changed basically his coaching philosophy. And ca- the at Cowboys Nation, the Twitter account, was talking about Dan Quinn not bringing in a playbook, but actually coming into the building, seeing the players that he has, seeing the players that he wanted, and building a defense that would exploit their talents. Now, another interesting stat from ESPN Stats and Info, they have an NFL high, and this is from Ed Berther's Twitter account. They have an NFL high, 10 defensive players with a max speed of 19 miles per hour this season, and they only had three, true week three last year. An NFL high, 10 defensive players who can basically run, turn it on and run. So this Dan Quinn's defense is honestly quite interesting. This this turn that Dan Quinn has taken with the Dallas Cowboys in 2021. Because the Cowboys are being aggressive, playing a lot of man-to-man coverage. And that is good for them, especially this week since you have to deal with DJ Moore. But I think that there are a lot of factors involved in this. First of all, you have a cornerback who you can trust trust in versus any wide receivers, and that is Trevon Dix. Before, the Cowboys did not have that. Definitely, they did not have any player like Trevon Dix. Maybe for a while they had Byron Jones, but at least Trevon Dix is also proving that he can take the ball away, which is if, if Byron Jones struggled with anything, it was that, right? He only had the one pick in a Hail Mary pass. So, all right. Another timeout. I don't know what we're, we're put, <laughs> yeah, we're putting people on a timeout today. Uh, I don't know what's going on on, on tonight's show, <laughs> but yeah. And Stephen White also eats the nail on the head. He inspires him, and he's a hands-on coach. After all, NFL coaches are teachers. And then Queen has proven to be that for the Dallas Cowboys defense. And go back to week through, to week four of the 2021 NFL season. And what were we hearing and listening to about Mike Nolan? What were we hearing from the players and from other coaches? We were hearing about finger pointing. We were listening to players basically low-key complain about the defensive coordinator, who was Mike Nolan, and that they were confused. And then Mike Nolan was out there saying that maybe his scheme was too complicated. And the Cowboys maybe did not have the talent to actually go out there and execute Nolan's scheme but then you take, uh, you, you hear what these players have to say about Dan Quinn, and it is completely different. Players are happy with Dan Quinn. They're comfortable. They understand his philosophy. And it's also interesting to me that Dan Quinn, here, here's a thing about NFL fans, and this includes just about every NFL fan, I think, from the casual one to the diehard, does not miss a game, grinds the tape, hardcore fan. This is true for everyone. We know a version of an NFL coach or even an NFL player, but mainly coaches. We know, all right, so we know who Dan Quinn is. We know he's a cover tree guy and we know what he does well and what he does not do well. So we know that. But then we fail to understand that these coaches continue to evolve. And that is how football has worked since its inception, basically. Football coaches evolve, they come up with new ideas, with new concepts, they copy from other teams, coaches share their secrets with each other, and they do a little bit of everything. And I think that sometimes we fail to understand that. So Dan Queen was known as a cover tree guy. And then what happened when the Cowboys hired Dan Queen? People were talking about how now cover tree does not work in, in today's NFL. Uh, Steve Sorkeesians clip talking about how if you play cover tree versus offense, he will just RPO the hell out of your defense. And we listened to all of that constantly, constantly, constantly. And we never really imagined that hey, Dan Quinn can actually come in with a very different playbook and do things very differently. And two three weeks, that is exactly what has been going on with the Cowboys defense. He's gotten these players, he has really adjusted his scheme to work in 2021, and it has and it, and it and it has worked. So there you go. I think that that is maybe the the main compliment that we can give to Dan Quinn. And one more thing, shout-out Joe Witt, who is working as a Cowboys secondary coach, and shout-out Al Harris, the former Packers All-Pro, who is also working with the Cowboys as an assistant secondary coach. Shout-out to them because I think that, you know, we were watching watching a lot of – improvement on the Cowboys defense, especially on a defensive backfield. So shout out to Dallas Junk as well, who just became a new YouTube member of ADC Sports Dallas. Shout out to Dallas and thank you for joining us. Going in to watch Venom, but drop a like, have a great show, I'll watch later, says Mike Crum. I have not seen Venom yet, but whoa, this is the parenthesis I need to make on tonight's show. I have not seen Venom, but today the Venom song got released, if I'm not mistaken, in the music platforms. And I have been listening to it all day because I am, and I admit to it, I am kind of a Stan. And by Stan, I mean Eminem Stan. And I also love Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, and I love all of this. And I don't know if you already saw, but how about those news at the Super Bowl halftime show? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick. That is going to be a absolutely fire Super Bowl halftime show. And I have been asking for an Eminem, Dr. Dre halftime show for a long, long time. And I honestly thought that it was not going to happen ever. And it has happened. And I'm very excited about that. And the only thing that I ask for now, and I realize that I'm asking for a lot. And the Jaguars, how about the Jaguars? Stopped short of the goal line. 14-0 steal with 59 seconds to go. So it looks like the Jaguars will head to halftime with only a two-touchdown lead when they were stopped at the one-yard line. That sucks for them. But anyways, the only thing that I ask for now is Rihanna walking in as a surprise guest and just Eminem and her going at it with the love the way you lie. I don't think that's going to happen. Now I'm just, you know... Overdreaming, but yeah, I'm excited about the NFL's halftime show. I needed to get that out of my chest, and that was the perfect segue into that. He was probably an Eagles fan, since Chris Davis, regarding the guy who we just gave a timeout to. Ariana Ramos, saying, can you talk in English? I cannot understand you. Well, okay. <laughs> Micah Parsons. <laughs> the YouTube community, man, can be, uh, I mean, mostly it's a great community. But social media in general can be a little bit weird. Michael Parsons, a shitcoat. Stephon Diggs, the player of the month, defensive player of the month, speaks for itself. Cowboys backs up, backups are basically starters, says Scott Bumber. And definitely, the Cowboys defense has stepped up. Like, it's crazy to think that the Cowboys lead the NFL in takeaways. Lead the NFL in, in takeaways. They have played well defensively versus the Eagles versus the Chargers, and they have done so without the Marcus Lawrence, without some other key rotational pieces like Durant Armstrong, Carlos Watkins, who was basically a team leader in snaps at defensive tackle alongside Osaudi Isuwa, and they have been able to keep it up even without all of these players. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> Stevie Mac, says, so the hell is going on tonight, usually the chat room is chill. Usually it is, but I I like it. I enjoy it, actually. You know, at first, when I first started doing videos and shows and radio and things like that, like, you kind of get weirded out, but at some point, you just, like, enjoy it and laugh with what's, with, with what's going on. So thank you all. Thank you all. And, and, of course, as Stevie Mac was saying in an earlier comment, make sure you like the video if you have not. Done so yet. Make sure you share it with your friends if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We do this every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. They saved the best halftime show for the return of the Cowboys, says TC915. And that might be true. That would be amazing. Stevie Mack Eagles fan coming out of hiding. They were upset at this scoreboard, and they took they took a couple of days to, you know, heal their wounds and now they're back maybe that's it as chris is saying that is the that is the that is the hypothesis that i'm going with for the rest of the show anyways dan queen now moving on moving on from dan queen's defense let's talk about some stats that the cowboys are number one in we know that the cowboys are number one in the nfc east but i i spent some day some 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 time this morning trying to find out a few of the stats in which the Cowboys lead the NFL currently because I started to realize hold up wait a minute there are a lot of this there are a lot of of stats in which the Cowboys are leading the NFL so I put together a compilation of them <laughs> all right the chat is just weird now man. <laughs> the chat it, it has gotten weird <laughs> anyways Here are some stats in which the Cowboys are number one in the NFL. They lead the NFL in first downs. Specifically, they are getting 27.3 first downs per game, and that is number one in the league. They lead the NFL in takeaways as well. Eight, turnover differential, which is quite tight with takeaways. They are plus five, tight with the Saints at number one. Completion percentage. Dak Prescott is leading the NFL in completion percentage at 77.5%. Now, here's the best thing about this stat. I enjoy Dak Prescott leading the league with a 77% completion percentage, but he actually is second in CPOE, in completion percentage over expectations. So as you know, this is a stat from Next Gen Stats, in which they measure according to the situation on the field, how easy is that pass? Is it expected to be completed or not? And Dak is basically based on on the passes that he has thrown so far, he has been expected to only complete 67% of his passes. It's at 77, which is quite interesting in my opinion, because usually the players who are leading the NFL in completions over expectation, in completion percentage over expectation, most of the time they have a lower number because they are just maybe completing passes which are tough. But no, Dak's completion percentage, expected completed percentage is quite high. And even though it is very high, he's still exceeding it at 77%. So he's exceeding, exceeding it by 10 percentage points. And that has been... One of the biggest developments, in my opinion, for the Cowboys' offense after three weeks, that looks good. Besides being scared to throw the deep ball with Gallup out, says Joel Wilson. But I think that that has been that has had more to do, maybe, in my opinion, with the fact that the Cowboys faced Brandon Staley's defense in week two versus the Chargers. Is there is if there is one thing that the Chargers' defense does well and Brandon Staley's defense does well, is those two high safeties that will limit explosive plays. They held the Chiefs to only four explosive plays on Sunday. And since Patrick Mahomes joined the Chiefs, I think it has been about 57 games. That is only the 10th time that has that has happened to Kansas. So I think that has more to do with the rivals and the Cowboys' game plan to beat their rivals. I don't think that it has been more about Dak Prescott being scared to throw the deep ball. Because he has thrown a deep ball, for example, with the, you know, with the with that bomb with that bump to CD Lamp through the middle of the field. I think it has more to do with the defensive looks that they have gotten. And Kellen Moore talking about their them aggressively taking what the defense is giving them. And I think that has been the case. So maybe the Cowboys go back to a deep passing game, to a deeper passing game or deeper passing game plan versus the Panthers on Sunday. I think that the main factor for him not throwing as many deep passes, though, is the defenses that he has faced, excuse me, in in the past couple of weeks. What is up, CJ? Thank you for being here in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Some more weird comments over there in the chat, but we're giving timeouts out. We are giving timeouts out in the chat, and I appreciate the fact that this platform let us Keep that. Sorry for the inappropriate comments. This is Justin Westwood. No, nah, you don't have to apologize, Justin. <laughs> I just feel like he's about to come back with another one. and <laughs> We are going to, you know, uh, <laughs> block him if he does. So that has been fun, definitely. Anyways, so the one bet to make for the Cowboys versus the Panthers game. And as you know, we like to do that always here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime on Sunday. So how about we go with the betting the Cowboys segment? We have backed the Cowboys for three consecutive weeks and now the Cowboys have kind of a tougher spread for this one. They're at minus four versus one of the best defenses in the three weeks, in the first three weeks of the season. And the total is at 50 and a half. So, what is the bet to make? And this is the moment in which I ask you, what is your final Panthers-Cowboys score prediction? As we are ready to close Thursday night. Thursday night show. We're ready to close it with, of course, the betting the Cowboys segment and the blind recap. What is your score prediction for the Panthers Cowboys game? The Cowboys are currently four point favorites. And the bet to make, and we're two and one. So, to recap the, the bets that we have made so far, we went with the Cowboys team total over of 20 and a half versus the Bucks. We got it very easily. And then we went with the team's total over versus the Chargers. We lost that one. It was a lower scoring game for both teams 20 to 17. And the number was at 26 and a half. We got that one wrong. Then we trusted the Cowboys to cover the three and a half spread versus the Eagles. And now this is the highest spread that they have seen in the season. Minus four points. And the bet to make, in my opinion, spoiler alert for the the final score prediction that I'm going to give to you, is the Cowboys. We are laying the points with the Cowboys and we're not going to back the Cowboys week in and week out in this segment. Sometimes we will take the points and I was actually kind of tempted to do so. But there are just a lot of injuries to that to that Panthers team. The Cowboys are minus 4 with minus 110 odds. We're 2 and 1. Let's see if we can get to 3 and 1 and that would be a great number to start the season. So if you bet if you bet only minus 110 bets which is more or less on average, what we have been doing here in the show so far, you need to hit about 53% of your bets to have a profitable season. So we are at 2-1, and and if the Cowboys win big versus the Panthers, we will do so. And this is based, my pick is based more than anything on what I have said constantly on this show. I'm scared about the Cowboys facing high-powered offenses. I'm not that scared about them facing a team with somewhat of his strong defense, which is quite banged up for this game, including the fact that they don't, don't have their number one cornerback. They will have CJ Henderson joining the team probably as he's been a full participant in practice. AJ Vujic is also coming back from suspension. So they might have two new cornerbacks, only two defensive backs that started in week one will be available for this game versus the Cowboys. But I simply just trust Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb to beat C.J. Henderson, and A.J. Voye, to be honest. Though I trust the Cowboys wide receivers more. So so far, some of the predictions in the chat, and make sure you drop yours as well, and like the video, and of course, share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. But so far, we have 38-21 Cowboys, 24-17 Cowboys, 42-17. So we have the first 40-burger of the show, Dwayne is going with 42-17, to 17, another blowout. George says, and I, if the Cowboys put up uh, 42 points or even 38, which is the number that Aurelio uh, dropped in the chat, if, if they approach 38, 40 points, I would be very impressed. You all understand, look at what teams Carolina has played, says George. 27-24 Cowboys. Dallas Young is going with the tighter score. Dallas Young is not going with the bet. He thinks that the Cowboys will not cover. What offense and defense like ours have they played? It says George. 28-20. Got Bumber in the chat. And well, finally, my blind recap of the of the game. And for those of you who are new in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, the way that we give our final prediction of the game is basically recapping it without having watched it before. So the blind recap of the game is that the Dallas Cowboys were able to hold off the Panthers edge rushers, Hassan Reddick and Artie Barnes who currently lead the NFL with 14 sacks. They came into the week four leading the NFL by, by with, with 14 sacks, excuse me. And they were able to hold them off. Dak Prescott was sacked zero times. Meanwhile, two pass catchers had 100-plus receiving yards, and that was, of course, Amari Cooper, who came into this game more healthy, healthier, and CeeDee Lamb also got 100-plus yards. So last week, it was Dalton Schultz's game. Today, it was the Cowboys wide receivers who got after it. Now, Dak Prescott was not sacked, but Gregory and Parsons had themselves a game rushing Cam Irving over at the left side of the offensive line, They both got a sack. So two sacks for the Cowboys in this game. And the Cowboys ended up beating the Panthers 27 to 20. That is the final prediction from ADC Sports Dallas primetime. 34 Dallas 21 uh, Panthers, says Gilbert in the chat. Joel is going with our offense still scares me. uh, uh, We make a lot of mistakes and should have more scoring, but still tend to shoot ourselves in the foot. We should have been in the Eagles 50-7. And maybe the Cowboys did make a lot, a lot of mistakes versus the Eagles. The scoreboard could have, could have been even more lopsided. But it still was a big win for the Cowboys, right? Much love to all the Cowboys fans. Let's get this double duty this weekend. Where Blake Darwin at, I think Choles has taken over, says Joel. If there is one thing that I believe that the Cowboys... That I got wrong about the Cowboys. And of course, I got a lot of things wrong about the Cowboys in the offseason as we were previewing what we were about to see. But one of those was, I really believed that the starter was going to be clearly Blake Jarwin. I really believed that. But Dalton Schultz has taken over. I agree. Dalton Schultz is currently the tight end one. And it's actually maybe not even close. Darwin may be starting this week, but Schultz is definitely a playmaker also, says Sick. I don't want to say who's starting until we see the snap count. So I, I don't really don't care about who walks out there in the first play of the game. I care about who ends up with the more snaps on offense. I think that right now, I think that Dalton Schultz is clearly the starter. I'm confident about this game. I have respect for the Panthers though, says Dallas Junk. And I completely see where you're coming from. If the Panthers... The, Interesting piece of information before I leave you tonight. The Athletic has this projection model. And what some media members or some, you know, sports bettors have been trying to put together have been these prediction models for NFL games in which they get their own lines and then they bet according to those. The Athletic's prediction model had the Panthers as favorites over the Dallas Cowboys. But they do make the note saying that the model does not know or cannot take into account the fact that Christian McCaffrey is not available and the fact that DJ Moore is also not available. And maybe these two players, as important as they are, they are not worth four entire points in the betting industry. I can tell you that I am very confident that they are not worth more than four entire points. So interesting to me that the athletics model had the Panthers favored over the Dallas Cowboys for this week four game. So definitely some respect for the Panthers. I agree with that. I think they are legit. I think they're 3-0 for more reasons other than the fact that they have faced a poor schedule to start the season. And Joel says, I'm liking Parsons at defensive end. Oh, excuse me. I said DJ Moore. I wanted to say J.C. Horn. If I said uh, DJ Moore just then, I meant cornerback J.C. Horn. DJ Moore is 100% playing and he is one of the primetime matchups for this game. Sorry if I made that mistake. I think I did, because Dallas junk uh, asked that in the chat. Anyways, liking Parsons at defensive ends is Joel Wilson. Interesting as well that he practiced a little bit more at linebacker, according to reports. He might still be a pass rusher, but he practiced more at linebacker in, com- in contrast to last week. Parker coming in with a late prediction, 31-20. to 20. So there you go. No one predicted the Panthers to win on tonight's show. So, thank you all for joining me. If you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, please hit that like button. But more importantly, share the show with your friends. If you're watching on any of these social media platforms, or even if you are listening to this podcast after the live stream, make sure you share ADC Sports Dallas Primetime with your friends. And for more Cowboys content, make sure you check out adcsports.com. Dallas, again, Shane Carter wrote an article on the Dallas Cowboys give Connor McGovern some snaps at center. I'm not sure if they will, but still some interesting arguments from Shane Carter over there. He's going to have a prediction piece as well tomorrow. I have my Cowboys and Español weekly series on ADC Sports tomorrow as well. And I, I always have my betting the Cowboys segment in there too. My I will have one more, taking a more in-depth, Look at the stats in which the Cowboys are number one currently in the NFL. So, hope you enjoy the second half of the Jaguars versus the Bengals. Hope you enjoy the finale of the Major League Baseball regular season because it is about to end. So, hope you enjoy those wildcard races, those division races, especially if you root for the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Mariners, or the Blue Jays. Just crazy stuff is happening right now in the world of baseball. Enjoy your sports weekend. I will see you all Sunday night. And of course, on Sunday morning, you will be able to watch the pregame, well, Sunday noon, more accurately, the pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show with Skywalker Steele and Jesse Holly. And you will catch me at 8 p.m. Central Time on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you all for being here and enjoy your weekend.